Two weeks left and 7-4-A Division One is heating up. Hello, everybody. Terry Bennett here on Granny's Bakery 7-4-A Division One show right here on S2S Sports, part of L4 Media. As with two weeks left to play, Salina, Frisco, Panther Creek, they're both 4-0. Wilmer Hutchins, Dallas Carter, they're fighting for the third and fourth spot at 3-2 and two and 2-2. Two and, two. and it's going to be an interesting two weeks. Now, this week... Not quite as interesting. I, I I would assume that Salina is going to take care of Pinkston. No, let's give Pinkston credit. What a year the Vikings are having. Five and three overall. Uh, they're going to probably miss the playoffs unless they get a lot of help. Uh, that Dallas Carter uh, and Panther Creek back-to-back losses of two points and one points, just absolute killers, but still a great season for the Vikings. But it all comes down to next week, Salina versus Frisco Panther Creek. Wilmer Hutchins versus Dallas Carter. That will decide the seeding as we go into the playoffs. As always, we want to thank our title sponsor, Granny's, Granny's Bakeries. You can find them online at grannysweeties.com. You can also find them on Facebook at Granny's Bakeries. Located in Salina at 401 West Pecan Street. You can give them a call at 469-352-8806. You can also email them LLC at gmail.com. They have everything there at Granny's Bakeries. They have cakes. They have pastries. They have a coffee bar. They have a grab-and-go section so you can call it in. They have beer and wine. Hey, man, sometimes you want some beer with your bread. They also have a cupcake factory. And more importantly, though, they have classes because Granny's Bakeries wants to be able to teach you what they do. And, man, these classes have been awesome. They're filling up as quick as they are put online. Again, that's grannysweeties.com just go to forward slash classes it's if you're on the web page listening here at s2s uh, sport.com you can just look down and you can click that link and it goes directly to their classes they have cookie decorating classes they have baking classes they have it all and we do appreciate granny's bakeries for being a title sponsor of this show here in 2023 all right we're going to take a break, and when we come back, Matt Diggs joins me to talk 7-4-A right here on the 7-4-A Division One show brought to you by Granny's Bakeries on S2S Sports Network. Here at L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. And you can see it all on our YouTube channel at L4 Media Company. Like and subscribe. Terry Bennett back here on Granny Granny's Bakery, 7-4-A Division One show. Now joined by Matt Diggs as we're going to break down the Week 10 7-4-A Division One action. And to be honest with you, Matt, there's not really a lot to talk about for this week. Uh, there's not a lot to talk about for this week. We're kind of going retroactively into last week. I, I'm, I'm thinking about the Salina-Carter game. And I, and I, I just I, I feel like Carter... Carter's been one of those teams that, you know, has been a head scratcher at times. They play above their pay grade at times. They play below their pay grade. So you got to try to figure out what their pay grade is. And, and, and this week against Salina, I think they played above their pay grade and gave Salina everything they wanted and looked got kind of back to that peak level of Carter that we expected too little too late. And I think they're kind of slotted for, you know, a, a, a bad trip to Anna as far as that goes. But, uh, you know, and, and things can still change, but Carter to me impressed me in a loss. I don't know if you kind of felt the same, but I mean, they, they went blow for blow for 48 minutes with them. Well, and to be honest with you, if you talk about the good Carter, the bad Carter, you kind of got it all in one game. You, you get that rushing game that almost ran for 400 yards 
Uh, but then you also get 15 penalties and 113 penalty yards, which legitimately hurt them in that second and third quarter, especially that second quarter. They had a couple of scoring drives or potential scoring drives that got killed by penalties. And, and, and we always talk about it on sideline to sideline. Carter, they're one of those schools, and, and you can you can demograph them if you want, but it, it just holds true that when you see them on the field, you go, man, that, that, that team's going to play just amazing. They've got D1 talent. They're big. They're fast. And then when they start playing, you just go, oh, okay. And, and for this one game, they didn't go, oh, okay. Uh, but still, inside this game, the, the penalties hurt them. And, you know, we talked about it three weeks ago. The, the, the If you're not winning district, just avoid fourth in this district. If you can avoid fourth, you're going to have a, a game that you can win in the next round, in the first round. If you're fourth, though, you're going to have to play Anna, and it's not going to be good. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, it's going to come down to Hutch and Carter for that uh, the avoid Anna Bowl, if you if you want to call it that. And man, what can you say about that game? And and you know, I just kind of look at different games and and how they've played in, in different contexts. And I have no idea what we're going to get from week to week. It, it, it's infuri- I'm sure it's infuriating for the coaches, but let's focus on us, Terry. You know, we're <laughs> we're we're trying to prognosticate here how infuriating it is for us to try to sound good when we don't know which version of a team we're going to get on any given week. Uh, because Carter, you know, I think back to that Yates game and how great that was, and then Kimball and, and Kimball has kind of figured out a little bit of consistency over the last you know five to six weeks. But Carter's still up and down within any given period of time and, and to me that kind of comes across as a team that's reading its press clippings that thinks they're better than they actually are instead of playing with that chip on the shoulder that we have to get better every single week uh, so what version of Carter we're going to have in any given week is uh, as good of your guess as my guess as any of our listeners guess. So if you, you know, maybe you should set up like a tip line where they can just call in and tell us <laughs> what version of Carter we're going to get this week. So maybe we can get some insight. Well, you know, you bring up Yates and now I'm going to say this seven, four, a division one is tougher than 11, four, a division one by far. Uh, Carter's non-district schedule after Yates is tougher by far. Yet Yates is sitting at seven and one and feeling really good about themselves. Let me flip that question on you though. If you're Anna, who would you not want to play in the first week? And you can't say you're good either way. You have to pick which team would you not want to see in week one that you might be afraid could upset you. I think Carter more, I think Carter has a little bit more consistency. Wilmer Hutchins has the sophomores. And when you got the sophomores, there's a lot of variability in there. Uh, Carter, I think is you don't want to see Carter in, in week one. And that's going to, that would be an absolutely scary game. And it almost going into five, a, I know we're not doing five, a stuff. I I think of Lancaster going out to Port Arthur Memorial potentially in the first round as a game. You do not want to see if you're Port Arthur Memorial. And I think with Anna, you do not want to see Carter in that first round at all. Well, and the way this district for the for the this week, we'll just real quick. Salina plays Pinkston, uh, Panther Creek plays Ranchview, Carter plays North Dallas. Um, Pinkston technically still has a chance for that fourth spot, but they would have to win out, and Carter would have to lose out. Neither is going to happen. I, I'm 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 really wondering some of these scores. I, I do tend to just enjoy uh, the, the 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 Dave Campbell's what they predict each game scoring will be. And for I'm wondering if they're asleep at the wheel because as of now they have Salina only as an eight point favorite over Pinkston. That they must not have gotten to that one yet because there's no way any computer in the world says that Pinkston is eight points in, close to Salina. 
Yeah, it could be a little bit. I, I, I've seen some score calibrations where it's closer to, you know, 24 to 28, depending on what you see, which yeah. I think most people would agree on. I think I would actually take the under on that because I think Kingston is good enough with the size they have and the style of offense they have. If they're throwing the ball, there's a problem. And, and I think if, if they can get first down and avoid the penalties, which is what Carter was unable to do, I think they, I think, I think they can score on Carter. I think, I think they can score on Salina. And if they can score on Salina and we're having one of those games where we have three possessions in the first half and maybe Salina is winning 21-7, 21-14, something quirky happens, I think Kingston can play a competitive 48-minute game. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm not saying upset alert here, but I'm just saying I don't think that Salina is going to be necessarily running the third team in in the fourth quarter trying to figure out a Timberview sunset thing of how we can manage the score here. I think Kingston can play with Salina, and that could be a scary thing because that opens up the one special teams play, one fluky turnover kind of a thing to where a 14 to 21 point favorite can get flipped real quick. So I'm going to give that game a little bit more of an upset watch because again, Pinkston is playing for its life. And I think Salina is just going to look at the name Pinkston and go, ah, we got that one. But this is a very, very good Pinkston team and you cannot overlook them. They are as good as Wilmer Hutchins and as good as Carter. They just not have not necessarily played to that level. They gave Carter everything they wanted. They did not give Wilmer Hutchins that same effort. Well, and also if you're not knowing this, we're, we're in a situation where there's a ton of storms. Some games are already being moved to Thursday. If there's going to be upsets, usually weather is a big part of it. I still think that the, the Carter rushing for almost 400 yards was an aberration. When you look at what Salina has held other good teams to rushing wise, holding Anna to 160, holding Wimmer Hutchins to 140. I, I still feel like the blowout factor is pretty high. Now, I agree with you if Pinkston get, gets up early or if they're in the game within one possession, the longer that goes, I 100% believe the Vikings start to feel they can win. But I also kind of see that other side where Pinkston knows that if they lose, they're out. And if they get down 14 nothing, I could see them just being like, all right, we're done. Let, let's just go ahead and move on to basketball. We can't win this. That's always absolutely a player. We, we see it week in and week out, especially when you have the kind of what I consider the one versus five games where the five's got to give everything. And if one yep. can absorb the shot from the five real quick, they, they can demoralize them and, and pretty much have their way with them. But again, this the style of football that Pinkston plays. I agree. Can this team get three and a half yards three times in a row? They can against Salina. Can they do it consistently, uh, consistently without the turnovers and whatnot? I think that's where you get into the problems with Pinkston. Can they do that uh, in repetition? But they have shown, I mean, looking at some of their box scores all season, they have put up some big numbers against some good teams. Yeah, and I've watched a little bit of film on them. I watched that Carter game, and, and there were times that defensive front for Pinkston was giving Carter a hard time. Uh, and there were times when that offensive line. Now, the problem with the offensive line with Pinkston is, from play to play, they can they can look like they know what they're doing, and then the next play, you know, one center is bumping into the guard, and the tackle's falling over them. Uh, but but yeah, I, I do totally agree with the idea that if they can stick close, uh, th then it could be a game. But let's just go ahead and say they're going to lose that game, and that's going to set up the week 10 or week 11. And of course we'll talk about it next week too, where you have that perfect district thing of first and seconds playing third and fourth playing winners get higher seats. I always love it when a district is that nice and clean the last week of the season for me. 
Yeah, clean districts are fantastic when we just know everything and can kind of calibrate it. But I think even the the one two, uh, yeah, I'll give a little spoiler. Away. I think there's pretty big distance between one and two. Yeah. Uh, even with just the way the matchups go, three four for me is a way more interesting game. Just because again, we don't know which version of the team we're going to get. You got rivalry. You know all respect to Panther Creek, Panther Creek and Salina just doesn't have that rivalry no. factor. Hutch and Carter, give me that all day. I mean, that's the kind of fun game that you're going to have. Uh, so absolutely. It, it's going to be a fun kind of a thing. And again, I, I have dismissed a lot of teams, you know, this is, I'm looking right now at the box score of the Panther Creek Pinkston game and how incredibly close that was. Yeah. If Pinkston could kick extra points, they win that game. Uh, and, and then I think about how we're just kind of dismissing what kind of point your margin are we going to get with Salina and, uh, and Pinkston and, and how's it going to look? And then kind of considering Salina and Panther Creek Can Panther Creek really play for 48 minutes against Salina and that offense. And the answer is pretty much clearly no, but Hutch and Carter, man, that's going to be fun. You know, you bring up a good point. We'll close out the show with this Salina in this little vacuum that they've been in the last few years. Once Argyle went up, once Melissa went up, they, you know, Anna's been like really their only rival. I, I, I feel like Salina is the last team to the party because by all accounts, they're probably going to move up to 5A Division Two next year. Uh, and if that happens, they're kind of back home with their brethren. It's been a weird two years with Salina because really the only game you truly look forward to in their schedule is the Anna game. Yeah, the Anna game has been their rivalry, and, and Anna's probably going to be moving up. I mean, as we're seeing the Collin County growth, yeah. uh, it's, it's been crazy, and, and they're all just kind of following each other. You know, you kind of even see it with Melissa and uh, Lovejoy just slowly uh, progressing upward. And, uh, yeah, and, and I, I even think of Salina's old school, you know, like Salina Gilmer kind of a yeah. thing. And, you know, we just don't we just don't have that right now because of the way 4A Division One is lined up. Salina or Gilmer being in 4A Division Two now, uh, probably still staying uh, static and and so you know we may never see a Salina Gilmer game again that's kind of sad when you think about it well let's just remember one thing though is if they go to a 7a it resets everything like it did 10 years ago and, and so a, a lot of this growth is going to be big but just be prepared that your 4a's are now more like your 5a's and, and your 3a's are more like your 4a's I don't know what we're going to do at sideline to sideline when that happens because I'll be honest with you 4a it, it, it's fun it's still great but it's not feeling as small town as it used to. Well, I, I mean, I, I got in a little debate about that because I start when I call the dump. I start, the, I call it small school yep. gigs. You're starting at 4A, and I had Lamont Sanders, the the big guy in small schools where you cover six man stuff. They're like, Dick, that ain't that ain't small schools in 4A right now. But to me, it is because when I'm just inundated in a world with 6A and 5A, yeah. 4A is when it really starts to, to to break down. You start to get the rivalries, and yeah, I don't know. You have to rebrand sideline to sideline or something because what is small schools to y'all? going to be a big a, a different world and and the, the the traditional especially in the metro areas small schools like salina are not going to be small schools anymore Salina's on that prosper growth to where all of a sudden in you know six to eight years we're going to be talking about salina school two and yeah. uh, some of those big rivalries are, are going to go by the wayside so enjoy these salina versus anna games right now because i think this is going to be the last time we're going to have these small school rivalries the way they manifest themselves right now here at l4 media we talk high High school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. 
And you can see it all on our YouTube channel at L4 Media Company. Like and subscribe. We want to thank Matt Diggs for joining us here on the 74A Division One show, as he does most weeks. I mean, it all comes down to next week. Again, barring any surprising uh, results this week, I think, and I kind of do see what Matt's point is about Pinkston. I think they can hang around with Salina. Uh, I mean, you, you got to look at what Salina gave up last week against Carter. Will they do that again? If they do that again, if you give up 399 yards rushing to Pinkston, you could be having an upset. I just don't think they're going to give up that much. I think at the end of the day, we're going to be Salina, Panther Creek next week for one and two, and Wilmer Hutchins and Carter for two and or three and four. If you have any questions, thoughts, or comments, you can email them to me, Terry, S2Sport.com. Again, thank our sponsor, Granny's Bakery, located at 401 West Pecan Street in Salina. You can also find them online at grannysweeties.com. Now, I had a couple questions about how do we do this show in the playoffs. This show stays as long as there's a 7-4-A team in the playoffs. Now, there's a chance if it gets down to one team in a couple rounds, it might fold into the North Texas show, but it'll still be its own section. So just stay, you know, stay tuned on our social media, uh, Sideline to Sideline on Facebook, at Grant and Terry on Twitter, and I'll keep you up to date on that. But this week, next week, and then we've got the playoffs. That's the best time of football, especially now with the Rangers in the World Series. Hockey has started. Basketball started. The NFL's going. College football's right in the middle. This is the best sports time of the season. Until next time, I'm Terry Bennett. This has been the 7-4-A Division I show brought to you by Granny's Bakery on S2S Sports, part of L4 Media.